This is the Engines of Our Ingenuity, made possible by the friends of KUHF Houston. Today, let's look at an old attack on the interstate highway system. The University of Houston's College of Engineering presents this series about the machines that make our civilization run and the people whose ingenuity created them. I worked for the Bureau of Public Roads in the summer of 1949, laying out a gravel forest access road in the Cascade Mountains, practically in Canada. But the Bureau was also developing a much grander project back then, our 40,000-mile interstate highway system. The Eisenhower administration finally backed the system in 1956. It was to be finished by 1971. As it neared completion, author Helen Levitt published a scathing indictment of the project, Super Highway, Super Hoax. I had no recollection of the book until I found it in the New York Library's list of 150 major books of the 20th century. So, was Levitt the greatest Luddite of this century, or did she have a case? Who would condemn this magnificent system of superhighways today? It's a primary and accepted part of our lives. The system was surely helped along by Eisenhower's recollections of World War II. Germany's Autobahn supply system had been a thorn in his side. He wanted as much for America. Indeed, we called our project the National System of Interstate and Defense Highways, so what were Levitt's objections? Cost was certainly one. Once Congress began considering the undertaking, oil, automobile, and concrete lobbyists flocked to Washington to support the $50 billion project. A new car cost $2,000 back then. Once you had it, you were committed to spending three times its cost in gasoline, insurance, maintenance, and highway-related taxes. The highways also ate real estate without mercy. Homes, buildings, and farms were plowed under. Today, that damage is largely forgotten, and we've long since built the costs into our budgets. But another Levitt objection is still with us. Our whole way of life was being built around the automobile to the exclusion of every kind of rail service. By 1980, half the surface of Los Angeles was cast in highway concrete. Our neglected rail system was falling apart. So were city transit systems. Hydrocarbon emissions had become a major health threat. So, was Levitt a Luddite or a visionary? Well, when I worked on roads in 1949, our marriage to the automobile was already complete. The interstate system was no fork in our road. We'd made our decision long before. As we tore across America at 80 miles an hour on 18-cent-a-gallon gasoline, only a crank could have seen the dark side of those excesses. Even now, we must squint our eyes to see the wreckage created by a total automobile economy. Levitt offers pictures of comfortable new buses and railroad coaches, of the high-speed trains that Japan and Germany went on to make a reality. Levitt surely was a Luddite in 1970, but her premature book is worth a second look now that we can see what it really meant. I'm John Leanhart at the University of Houston, where we're interested in the way inventive minds work. <laughs>